Hi. You can tell that I have a bunch of days off from work because I have time to like think and stuff and record episodes of this thing where I just ramble about whatever. <laughs> um, it's so, oh my god, I am like so happy that I don't have to work tomorrow and that I don't have to work again until Monday. That's just so nice. Um, last year at this time, it's weird. Last year at this time, I was still at, I was at Rogers, um, just a place I went to for my inpatient PTSD trauma program treatment. So I wasn't working then. I was on um, a short-term disability. But having off tomorrow seems like a big deal because um, I know that there is a rule at my job that if you are a medical records clerk, um, then you have to work the day after Thanksgiving because usually hospitals are, like obviously hospitals never close, but people are, could like conceivably like show up that day to like get their records I honestly I'm kind of curious how that works now because before like everything before COVID and stuff there was like when you first walked into the medical records department room whatever um on like the floor of like the hospital like where I worked was in the basement underneath the hospital but like up in like the the office for medical records upstairs like you could anyone could just walk in and there's like this little entry room and people could just go in there and fill out like a form um and pick up their records or they could like uh call and like ask to have certain records of theirs set aside and then they could come in and pick them up a little bit later um but like that little room was like how you got into the medical records department, like, to work for the rest of, like, the staff. Like, I was only ever up there for the first, like, four days that I worked there when we had to do training on the, on a, like, computer training, um, where I just sat there for, like, six hours, seven hours or whatever a day and did, like, a class along with a bunch of other people with headphones on and stuff. Um... And then when I first came back, my, like, lead made me, like, from Rogers, my lead made me go upstairs to be, like, quote-unquote re, like, trained on, like, what, whatever new updates with one of our softwares was, but, like, the person that was supposed to train me showed me how to do it for maybe, like, three minutes, (laughs) and then just left, and like pretty much like an hour in I was like kind of go back downstairs <laughs> to my my like head manager lady and she like a couple hours later she saw the email and said yes it was it was dumb um people upstairs like kept talking about stuff and it was really distracting um I wasn't used to like um especially cuz then I like it 
it's distracting and like an anxiety inducing way when people are around and they keep talking and I just want them to be quiet but they keep talking about like random stuff and um because there's like an annoyance for me that goes along with it where because they keep talking I can't concentrate on what I'm working on but I'm mostly just like hyper aware of what they're talking about because I'm kind of always not kind of I am kind of I'm always like testing the situation to see if like something bad will happen like if they get into like an argument or something like that um and I remember that the two people that were talking were making like like, not, like, vulgar sex jokes, but they were still sex jokes, and they were enough to make me be, like, oh my god, like, this is my first day back after being in a program, like, one of the best parts about that program was that the whole time you're in it, like, nobody make, people, like, respect your triggers, so nobody made any, like, stupid sex jokes or any of that kind of stuff the whole time that I was there, because a lot of people that are there are, partly there or wholly there because of like going through sexual trauma um so like they're not gonna they're not gonna joke about that so it was like oh my god like the rest of the world is not as like nice as people are when you are in a program like that where everybody understands Um, but anyway, like, but, like, a lot of the people who work in medical records at the hospital, like, that's where they work, like, the rooms that, that are up there, it looks like there's only, like, one room, but it goes back really far, actually, to all these little hallways, and that little, like, entryway is the only way for all these people to get in, and that's, there isn't, like, six feet of space between where the people, like, sit and where you walk through, so I'm, I'm, that's just one of those things that I'm just wondering now, like, like, can people even do that? Like, can they even, can they even come, like, or do they have to, I would think they would have to call in advance, because I mean, most places, you have to call in advance, um, in order to do, like, anything, like, you can't even go to the Humane Society and look at animals without making an, like, an appointment first, so I would assume they would, this is just me thinking something through, because that part of the job would have to be different now, um, but what I was saying was that, uh, that, when I did that job, I would have had to work, if I was still doing that job, I would have to go to work, I would work tomorrow, um, and I remember thinking how annoying that was last year, even though I didn't end up having to actually work on that day, it's not like I planned on going to Rogers, it just happened, um, so I thought I was gonna have to work that day, um, and it's been a couple years like, before that, work-wise, that I had off on that day without having to use, like, PTO time and stuff, so it's nice to have off that day tomorrow, and it makes, like, the holiday break seem longer and more, like, 
legitimate, I guess is the right word. Um, yeah. Like, today was pretty, like, uh, boring. <laughs> I always felt that, like, Thanksgiving was, like, the, like, a boring holiday when I was growing up. And, um, especially when I was an adult, like, out of college and stuff. Because we would just sit around and, like eat and then for like hours upon hours after we would eat there would be nothing to do and unless there was like a good football game on which there hasn't been at least in the last few years um, there really isn't much to do you're just kind of laying around feeling tired being lazy um yeah and I remember when I was younger and we would go to like different people's houses um, that broke, obviously that broke up the day, and it always took a lot longer for them to, like, get all of dinner and stuff together, and when we first got there, they would always have, like, snacks and stuff, and, like, um, when we went to, like, my dad's side of the family, my, my sister and I had our two cousins that we, like, never, ever saw. It was really stupid growing up, like, there's a lot of really stupid things growing up, but this specifically was really stupid. Like, um, the, the two cousins we had, uh, one of them was my sister's age, so two years younger than me, and the younger one was only a year younger than them. So we were all, like, really close in age. They lived, like, a half hour away from us, which is not far, and we got along really, really well. Like, whenever we saw each other, we always had, like, the best time, and we just, like, end up, like, laughing, like, hysterically sometimes, um, the entire time we were hanging out. Like, it it would, it was always, like, the best time when we would hang out when we were growing up. Um, but we, the thing that's stupid is that we never, but we never saw each other. Like, we only lived a half hour apart, and we are pretty close in age but because my dad was my dad and my uncle and aunt didn't want to be around like my family which granted like I can't really blame them but still at the same time like I was my sister and I were stuck in a like a family with our parents that wasn't anything we could help and um we got along really well with our cousins, but we only ever saw them basically around major holidays. So we would always see them on Thanksgiving and Christmas and then wouldn't see them again for like months and months and months. Like it was usually always, we would see them on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And outside of that, um, it, we didn't really see them because Like, Easter is a holiday, but we're not, like, we were never, like, religious or anything like that where we would really celebrate Easter like that. Um, And then other than that, the holidays that come up after that are Memorial Day and the 4th of July and Labor Day that are all, like, summertime holidays. So we would just spend those days hanging out with, like, the people that we knew in the town that we lived in. I don't know. It just wasn't, like, those weren't, like, the holidays where... Like, Thanksgiving and Christmas just 
always seem to be like the holidays where family like families are all supposed to get together at somebody's house that might be like like a somewhat midwestern like social ideal thing because it's the winter time so that's when it's really cold out so no one wants to go outside so going inside and like sitting around all day and just like eating a bunch of food and talking about whatever is like a normal like activity for people here like in the winter when it's not a holiday people would usually go like out to eat or go to a bar or whatever um and there's a lot of bars here uh for the same idea to just like go somewhere that's not home and like sit there and eat and drink if you want and talk to whoever like your friends or whoever happens to be there um but yeah it's just one of those things I'm thinking about now that like we got along really well but we legitimately like hardly ever saw each other just just dumb and then of course when we all got to be adults like we um too much stuff has had happened um between it was always stuff with our parents like my uncle and aunt didn't get along with my parents especially my dad so there's always like a barrier there and it just got worse as we got older because we after um the last parent of theirs that was alive was their dad or my dad's dad and he died when I was 16 and after that we like never went to any more like family things with his side of the family and we're just more and more isolated after that um yeah I don't know I'm just thinking about that stuff that when I was younger the day went by faster or sometimes it didn't go by fast because we would get bored but it just like hanging out with my cousins all day was something to do and it was something that didn't happen very often so we always had a lot of things to talk about because we hadn't seen each other in like almost a year most of the time um and would just like talk or like play games or whatever yeah it was weird um now thinking about it and we would just kind of go upstairs and like take food and like basically try to take food without any of any of like the adults seeing us and then run back downstairs um because we would always be like in my aunt's basement for some reason that's just it, it was like an open area nobody was down there like it's where like their kids rooms were when their kids were young but their kids were 10 and 12 years older than us so definitely no one was ever down there there was just like exercise equipment down there that we would end up trying to play with and we would always end up watching Annie like we would be sitting there watching Annie while playing with a treadmill which we thought was really fun to be playing with a treadmill um (laughs) uh that it's nice to have like um to have some positive memories of those years when the rest of it was just such a like a trash fire (laughs) um I guess one thing I wanted to talk about was it was interesting um 
my uncle messaged or emailed me tonight. And, um, this is the uncle that I really like. Um, from my dad's side of the family, there's an uncle that I really don't like, who is the dad of the cousins I was just talking about. Um, but this is, this uncle is my dad's oldest brother, and he was the one that we were closest with in his family when we were growing up. Um, he lives up in Green Bay, which for people, I don't expect people to understand Wisconsin, but, like, Green Bay is, like, two and a half hours away from Milwaukee, which is not that far of a drive, but it was far enough away where we, where he, like, wasn't around for, I don't remember him being around for most of, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners and stuff. I remember my, I can remember vaguely when I was younger, but remember more my mom saying when we were older that he wasn't around as much because he was because he's the oldest one and so driving down was always like a like an anxiety thing for him and he had surgery on his eyes like I remember when that happened where he had to have like cataract surgery so he didn't like driving and it gets dark at like 4 15 p.m in um the winter so that's not, it's not safe, um, to, like, for him to be driving when it's dark, when he can't see that well, and, yeah, so for some reason, like, no one else in his family ever thought to just, like, um, help him come down for, for the holidays after a certain point. I know he was there for some, um, but not all of them. I don't know when he stopped coming, really. It's, all that stuff is kind of blurry, but either way, um, he was one when we were teenagers. He, like, he actually made a real effort for me and my sister and our two cousins that I was just talking about that we never got to see for us to be able to, like, hang out um, cause we used to go up to Wapaka, which is this really small town in like an hour and a half or so away from Milwaukee. And it has a chain of lakes it's honestly like, it's such a confusing place because, um, like when I meditate, I picture myself there because it is like one of my favorite places, but it also reminds me so much of my dad that I don't know if I'll ever like voluntarily go back there and want to, and ever feel, like, safe or comfortable or not upset, um, staying at a cabin there, even though that's, like, what I love, and that place is great because it's, like, eight lakes that are all connected, so if you stay at a cabin on one lake, then you can get to all of them, so, like, yeah, it's just really cool up there, and my dad's family had been going up there since, like, he was a little kid, um, and so, and we, we went up there a couple, like, for a few years when we were, like, little, like, five, when I was, like, five, six around there, and then we stopped for a while, and then when I was, like, 16, my uncle Jimmy, um, had the idea for us to go back up there, and 
for it to be me and Cassie and then our two cousins so that we could spend like a whole week hanging out um, because we had never done that before and the two years that we did that we those weeks were like so much fun because we got to just hang out all the time and would just uh, we would play like Monopoly until one of my cousins would always get too like competitive and everyone else would just quit um we basically like lived like swimming like sometimes we would just sit like I just like sitting in lakes and we would just sit in lakes sometime and just talk about whatever um yeah we just it was really fun it was really those weeks were really great and he was the reason why those happened like without without him like taking the initiative to like rent the cabin and pay for it and give us an option and to hang out like that and also get to see him a little bit more like that never would have happened um because nobody else was doing anything like that um so he's always been like a favorite uncle he's always been like the favorite one of me and my sister since we were kids on my dad on my dad's side of the family and at my dad's funeral he like came up to us at the end and started crying saying that he felt guilty that he wasn't really in our lives for all those years and and all this stuff and we like started crying when he started crying and gave him a big hug and he said he wanted to be you know in our lives again and he actually made like and he actually followed through with that like people had said that before and you know I feel like that happens a lot at funerals and with family and stuff people will say that though they want to keep in touch more and see each other more but then maybe it doesn't always actually pan out but with him it did like he made the effort to see us and we like saw him on a regular basis before everything blew up like my sister still goes to visit him in normal years that aren't like pandemic years a couple times a year at least outside it and he usually comes here for Christmas um because yeah like his other family members just like left him up there alone like before we were like you should come down to our place for Christmas um a couple years ago he told us that the couple years before that like I can understand why my aunt Judy didn't because she has she's the one that has grown kids that now have grandkids so she they're not even usually in Wisconsin over the holidays they're usually visiting their two kids and their and their kids um but the uncle that I don't like I'm just like what's what's going on like it doesn't take that much to drive up to Green Bay to see Jimmy and he's your brother and leaving him up in Green Bay alone like on Christmas and stuff is just so awful to think about like what the hell especially because Jimmy is like a really like the reason why we he's always been our favorite uncle is that he's really sweet and he's like if you can't tell from the story about him crying at my dad's funeral he's just a he's a big sweetheart and he loves kids and he never had any kids of his own he, he, like, most of the time that I ever knew him, he was never married, um, and yeah, so he, he was always just, like, a good dude, and, and 
the kind of person that every time we would come visit, he would send us, like, a card in the mail saying, like, how happy he was that we came to visit. Um, when we were talking and stuff, like, he knows that I like women's gymnastics. So, like, during the last Olympics in 2016, he sent me, like, he bought me, like, Simone Biles' book. And he, um, he, like, cut out, like, the thing from the the headline from the newspaper of when they won gold and like framed it and sent it to me like he does he like bought me like really nice um noise canceling out headphones that I actually have right now that just freaking broke that I I'm like still using them but one of the ears like the padding it went away so I need to get new ones but they let it the but the headphones he got me lasted for, like, two years or three years or something. Like, he's the kind of that, like, pays attention to what you say when you talk about what you like. And then will just randomly, like, see, when he sees stuff about things that you like, he'll buy it for you and, and just, and then just send it to us in the mail or, like, give it, or give us something for Christmas. Like, his presents were always, like, well thought out. And they were always, like, surprising in a good way. Um, where he, you could tell that he, like, remembered things that we talked about and, like, kept that information in his brain. And then would go and, and buy us something that he thought we would genuinely like. And we always do. So, yeah, he's a good brother. Or he was a good brother to my dad. He was the one that, like, really tried as best as he could to, like, stay in contact with him until he died. And, um, he was a good uncle for us. And he, he still emails me, which I think is like the sweetest thing in the world because I haven't emailed him back in like, like two years, like two years ago, almost exactly like the first Christmas without where I wasn't around, which was in 2018, almost two years ago. I talked to Cassie, like, FaceTime me when I was about to go to my friends, and, um, we talked on the phone with Cassie for, like, on FaceTime, like, video chat for a couple minutes, and then, um, it was probably, like, two minutes, and then, uh, we hung up, and I haven't talked to him since then. He still sends me emails for like around Thanksgiving and Christmas and my birthday and um which isn't and even though I like never respond to them and I'm glad that he does that because I do love him and um I wish that I honestly the thing that stops me from seeing him is the fact that he looks a lot like my dad and I think that his like his face it sounds mean but I feel like his face would trigger me because I get scared when I see people who wear, like, men who have, like, the same body type or, like, wear this wear the same sort of jeans and stuff my dad used to when they were, like, walking down the street. Um, and I honestly still get, like, scared when I see those people and feel like I need to, like, get away even though I know they're not my dad, and I know they're not, like, they can't hurt me, and they more than likely don't want to, um, but, like, that kind of flight or flight 
thing um when somebody scared you a lot and it doesn't just go away even though you like rationally know this person is dead and has been for a long time and can't hurt you anymore that like doesn't really stop um it takes a lot of work and um so I don't want to go and try to see him and then have it end up not working or for me to be like on the edge of like panic the whole time because he looks so much like him and then it's like he looks so much like him and he's his fucking brother and so it's like they would be he would be talking about his family and um it would just be it would be a lot to try to handle and I don't think I'm ready for that and it sucks because I really like love him and I wish that I could talk to him but I just I think it's really sweet that he still emails me around these like kind of bigger holiday moments just talk about like little stuff that's going on in the world or in his world even though I've never said anything back to anything he says I just I really do love that he still like sends me stuff even though he knows that I'm likely not going to say anything. Um, but I was telling some of my friends about that today, and the person, and, like, the friend got, like, all protective of me being, like, block their email if they're saying anything mean, because, and I can't, like, blame them that much, because when everything first blew up, um, like, my mom and my sister would say stuff to me sometimes that was, especially my mom, that was just mean and like hurtful um and I was like oh that doesn't happen anymore (laughs) and I felt like that was a point that like I wanted to make that I feel like a lot of it's like one of those things that's like a truth of trauma victims or like situations like this um where you're abused especially as a child uh is that, like, you have all the power, but you, it takes so long for you to realize that, and, like, because the person who's abusing you does everything they can to make you not realize, to, like, basically scare you so much that you don't realize that you're the one with all the fucking power here, because that's, that's basically the situation that I have now. And I told her, like, don't worry, like, his family is never going to say anything mean to me. Like, I'm the one, like, in control of that situation. And if anything, they're a little bit scared of me because they know, like, they know what happened now. Like, the ones that follow me on Facebook sure freaking do. And my aunt does because I told her. But you get what I'm trying to say here. Like, I... I have more of the, like, control of the situation because they're almost, like... My dad's family is so, like... um, They're, like, scared to talk about anything. So, like, they're so, like, repressed all the time. Um, So, me sitting there talking openly about going to therapy and having PTSD and my dad being a cause of a lot of it and that, you know, he raped me and all this kind of stuff. Must, like, 
really freak them out because um because yeah they they don't talk about anything everything is so like hidden they don't talk about stuff like that um so they're never gonna say anything mean to me because they know that I'm in like the situation I'm in come kind of in control more of the situation and they're not gonna say and like no one else is gonna like my mom probably lives like in fear (laughs) of um of something happening like of me saying I don't know what but something else that would cause like my sister to not talk to her anymore since she doesn't talk to me or I don't talk to her um so it's just like one and I was just thinking about it today like this is one of those nice situations where and I think it's nice because it's like I've realized that I have control over what's happening like I'm the one like the entire time I was the one that could that like could expose my parents for who they really were but I was stuck in a situation where I had no power and no control over that because they took all of that away from me um and I was so scared that there was no way that I was ever going to trust anyone else with telling somebody something like that because I was so sure that they wouldn't believe me but it's like but it's like even if they didn't believe me like I could have it's one of those things like even if people necessarily didn't like I was the one that knew all this stuff about them and just like the accusatory just like the accusations would have been enough to mess up their lives and really change things around and they and after that they would always know that you know I could I could be the one that would pop up with if I had like proof or could get something that could work as proof like it would um it would just screw them even more like I always had that power like from when it stopped forward I always had the power to be the one to be like no but my parents were actually doing this to me and I just didn't realize it because I was so scared and mentally like messed up but one of the most like powerful things that can that happen when you go through when you work through it you do and you start doing the work of dealing with it in therapy and stuff and like people's like the term people use is like um like recognizing your own power or like getting your power back and I feel like that's like a that's like a term that people say sometimes when they don't when they're using it not in the way that it's really meant um because it it just sounds like a I don't know like one of those annoying like saw I manifested this shit like saying that like white women who go to yoga like one time a week and think that they now are like spiritual or whatever would say um but it is true that 
once you go th- once you realize that your trauma was not your fault and that it was whoever hurt you it was their fault you realize like oh I knew all this stuff about this person and they were trying so hard to get me to never tell anybody um because not because it was my fault or I did something wrong and that they were like you know like weirdly protecting me from other people finding out how horrible I was and everybody abandoning me like no it was the opposite they were doing all this stuff to me to try to make it make me feel like it was my fault when in reality it was that they didn't want me to tell anybody anything that was going on because it would make them look really bad and and people would get really upset at them and it would completely mess up their lives like I mean my mom was a teacher if I came forward like as her daughter like saying that she knew that that my dad was raping me and didn't do anything about it that would be a problem (laughs) when you're a teacher of like kids um so like she did what she needed to do for me to like forget a lot of that stuff even happened and then also just feel like everything was always my fault and that I had to protect my family and that my family was more important than my own well-being um But then once you, like, kind of realize, like, oh, no, this person was wrong. Like, they're responsible. They did this horrible thing to me. And my family's existence is not more important than me not wanting to, like, be, like, die all the time. (laughs) Um, Like, I deserve to be happy. And if my family wouldn't work, if I was happy, then there's something wrong with it. Um when that finally happens, you're like, oh my god, like, I, I feel, it feels, like, good to know that, like, my mom, if I ever need, if I ever just randomly, like, I don't know, got hit by, like, seven cars and, like, decided to be an idiot and wanted to, like, let my mom back into my life, like, I know that it ha- it would have to be at least seven cars, it would have to be so much. Like, I would have to, like, I don't know. I would have to, like, get hit in the head and, like, c- completely forget everything that I've learned in the last two years or something. Um, but even if that happened and I did that, I know that, like, tomorrow if I decided that I wanted to talk to her about something, that she would, like, she would, like, literally, like, run across town at the chance to, that I was, like, willing to have a conversation with her. Um, about anything at all. (laughs) Like, because whenever I do message her about things, it's usually just about money because my mom is paying me back monthly for the money that she stole from me when I was in high school in the beginning of college. Um, so usually it's just about like, lately it's been because money is so tight saying like, can you pay me? a little extra or can you pay me on this day instead of this day because of blah 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 and she always says yes so it's never like a and that's the extent like as soon as I she tells me what the answer is I stop talking to her because and that's like the I don't even like talking to her for that much I wish I could never talk to her but I also deserve to get paid back for the money that she took from me um so that's like I'll, I'm willing to 
it's one of those things like if if money was more stable right now I wouldn't have to talk to her ever because she would just pay me she usually pays me at the end of the month every month and I would just see the money show up in my PayPal and I would put it in my account and that would be the end of it because like before the last few months or so I like didn't ask her or I didn't talk to her the only time um I would ever see any messages from her was if she was like sending sometimes she would like randomly send the money a little bit earlier than what I expected and she would tell me that she was doing that but like I don't fucking care I, I usually wouldn't even respond when she would say stuff like that because it doesn't matter um so but like even even that I don't like but before if things were more like if I could just learn to how to somehow make a living off of not even making $15 an hour and and all that then um then I wouldn't even have to talk to her I would just get money from her every month and that would be like the consensus of our communication um but yeah so like I know that but I know that if I suddenly showed up and was like, I want to have, a, even if it's a conversation about something really difficult that she doesn't want to talk about, she would still do it because I'm the one who cut, like, who made, who told her, I can't have a relationship with you if you won't even admit that the things that, like, made my life so hard are true, and you try to act like they're not true. Um, like, I'm the one that set that boundary, not her, so she's the one that would like come running if she thought that that if I got hit by eight cars and suddenly I didn't care about boundaries anymore um it's like a nice feeling to know that I have like control or a lot more control and like power over that situation than I ever did because I spent so long being like just in super chaotic situations and always kind of trying to keep up with what was going on that to be in a situation now where I know that my dad's family will never say anything to me that's negative because they don't want to deal with that and and I know that my mom will never say anything like like negative towards me again or like she won't even message me anymore unless it's um um unless I say something first because it was made pretty obvious by my sister when I told her that she was doing that, that that wasn't okay. Um, and she doesn't want to mess anything up between her and my sister. So, like, it's just nice that finally, after, like, a bazillion years of so much being, like, up in the air and just, like, chaotic, that I finally have some... That there's finally some control over like the whole family situation and the fact that the control is that I know that they're the ones that want to talk to me but I set all the boundaries saying that I don't want to talk to them so they can want to talk to me all they want but I just don't want to deal with it and it's nice that to for things to be on my terms instead of always on somebody else's terms.
like it's nice that like my mom knows that she um that things will only ever happen if unless the only way that anything will ever happen between me and her talking is if it's exactly how kind of I want it to go um and which is why I don't think which is why I think she never showed up in my like old apartment she never sent me like a letter in the mail or anything after my sister yelled at her and told her to stop doing that over a year ago um and she's never sent me anything here she's never showed up here and I don't think she will now I know that now I have like I still have that inkling of fear that she will but I also know that she won't because if she did then like uh, things would get hard for her and my sister and she doesn't want to like the whole thing like the I don't know if my sister still thinks this or not but like I know at least last year like last summer that her and my sister had this idea that one day I would like come back and we would all get along again and be like a quote-unquote family again um I don't know if my sister thinks that after um, meeting up with me at Rogers and finding out like the extent of how far things went with my dad and his abuse but either way at that point they they did believe that and so like they're not she's not going to do anything that could possibly make me get mad at her and not want to not want her around and have that process take longer like I feel like that's something that my mom probably still believes is possible even though it's not possible at all and that and is never going to happen that way like I feel like like er, I remember earlier this earlier this year I got some super vague memories back about a friend of mine when I did group therapy when I was 12 and I just asked her if I if she knew anything about that friend if I ever remembered anyone if she had like any really old paperwork from when I did group therapy back then because um because all of the medical records are like way past gone they only keep those records for seven years and then they shred them so they were gone a long time ago they were gone when I was 19 which was in like 2004 <laughs> um and she said she said that I never mentioned anyone and um and I told I told her like what I remembered about the person which is that like his dad um was physically abusive to him when he would he would get drunk and then he would beat him up and um and I told her that and for some reason she thought I meant that my dad did that and I was like no I'm talking about my friend and she was like oh and then the conversation pretty much stopped there because she didn't know anything and said that she didn't have any paperwork still were that would help me remember anything about this person because it's even now like I got that memory back in like February now like nine months later I still have no idea who that person was like or what they looked like or anything all I remember is that they were like skinny but that's it that's not helpful (laughs) um but anyway uh, my sister told me this like summer or when I moved into her place and we were talking about this stuff um she told me that 
when my mom and I had that conversation, my mom thought that, like, I was going to start, like, talking to her again, and we were going to, like, have a really, the relationship we had before again, and she was like, I don't think so, but, like, she, or she tried to say that, but my mom was, like, convinced for a little bit that that was going to happen because I had a two-minute conversation with her asking if she remembered a childhood friend of mine because she was the only person that I could ask. Like, there was nobody else to ask. The medical records will be gone from any other outside source, and, like, my dad's dead, so, like, she's the only one that was around during that time that I could ask anything like that to. But, like, to her, like, that two-minute conversation meant that I would, we were, like, gonna be on good terms again. Um, yeah, that's just weird to think about because, no, absolutely not. I just said that I would have to get hit by eight cars in order to even, like, have the idea of even thinking that talking to her like that again would ever be a good idea. Honestly, I think I'm going to hit by eight cars and I still would be like, I don't want to talk to mom <laughs> because it's just never, it's no good. It never brings anything like positive into my life. Like me setting boundaries with her was probably the best decision that I've ever made because it's brought so many positive changes to me. Um, but yeah, it's just nice that after so many years where she was in control of a lot of things, like, more things than I even realized at the time, that now I have some, that now I know I'm the one setting boundaries, so I'm the one that have to bring them down in order for anything to change. Um, it's really nice to have that. But, yeah, I just felt like talking about that, especially around this time of year when Thanksgiving is happening. It's hard to, like, families can be so overbearing um especially this time of year especially this year when people are trying not to go to thanksgiving to be safe if your family members are stupid and want to go to thanksgiving or want to do thanksgiving even though the cdc says how dangerous it is and that this holiday season because of how close thanksgiving and christmas are could be really dangerous like, if your family is super overbearing and aggressive, it, like, it's really scary to try to stand up to, to try to stand up to them, but I can at least, I can at least try to say this in the hopes that if somebody is trying to set boundaries with even just one person in your family, that you have the power, like, you'll, if you are like me where you were traumatized when you were growing up or if you were just traumatized period you have the power in this situation they don't want you to know that but you do so if you don't want to do something if you can find a way to set a boundary even if it's something small like I am I will go to Thanksgiving but I will leave but I'm going to leave like at this time no matter how even if dinner happens late or whatever um I'm going to leave by seven no matter what or I'm going to leave as soon as dinner is over it doesn't matter or whatever um 
whatever it is, even if it's something small like that, you do have the power to do that. I swear. <laughs>